Blog Talk Radio. Hello listeners, welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, where the line between the natural and the supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. I'm Edward Shanahan, your host, a spiritual observer, and psychic reader. Also joining me tonight and every broadcast are our co-hosts, are part of the inner circle of The Unexplained World and Spirit Weavers. So stay tuned, feel free to call in, and enjoy. Thank you. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Sunday, July 29th broadcast of the Unexplained World. With me, Edward Shanahan, and your hostess, Annette. Annette, hello. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Fine, fine. Fine on this Sunday full moon night. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. It was gorgeous last night, too. Yeah, I know. I was driving down Lakeshore Drive uh, about Ooh. 1 o'clock in the morning, and I got to see it look real, real nice. So I was out, you know, I was turned into my typical wolf that I do during the, you know, that's why I was out so long, uh, <laughs> during the full moon. Uh, right. So, yeah, yeah. So no howling, though. This, you know, this, uh, this no howling? Run, no, this, this, uh, this uh, running along Lakeshore Drive at 1 o'clock in the morning. So... <laughs> I love it. Such a lycanthrope. <laughs> well, might as well do it while it's warm out, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you got to rip off your clothes, well, at least you get hairy, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to get my paws cold, you know. I'm kind of a, uh, you know, the uh, bones get a little cold during the uh, winter months. You're turning into a wimpy werewolf in your old age, huh? Uh, not so much wimpy, but uh, smart <laughs> for that. <laughs> what age comes, uh, What? how does it go? What age comes on? Um, beauty. Um, age. No, that's age before beauty. No. Um, I don't know. Age comes wisdom. Right. And I was just, you know, in the winter I use some wisdom. And speaking of the full moon, <laughs> lady, uh, tonight, listeners, our show is going to be about witchcraft, magic, and such. Okay? So, listeners, if you want to call in to talk to Annette about it, she's the high priestess of the Covenant of the White Heart. If I'm correct, right, Annette? That's right, yes. Okay, for how long have you been the high priestess? Well, we formed the coven back in 1991 or 2. Okay. Our first Sabbath that we did was uh, Beltane, which is the May 1st celebration. Okay. And that's a it's a high high holiday for us. Hi, Sabbath. And, um, yeah, in the beginning we formed so that people who were thinking about um, witchcraft or paganism or just a different spirituality in general could come and be part of a group mm-hmm. so that we could, you know, practice as a group as opposed to just everybody having to be solitary all the time. Right, right. And um, it worked out really nice for a lot. Many years it was just, you know, 
folks would join us and get a taste and decide how they wanted to shape their spirituality. Um, some was for a long time. Some would come and go, you know, just at different Sabbaths. And um, and then we, we became a lot more formal in, like, the year 2000. Mm-hmm. We started having initiation ceremonies and levels and so forth. And now it's evolved again. And I would say between, like, 2003 and 2004, um, it's kind of become a little more family-oriented. Um, a lot of us have small children now that we're teaching, and um, we we keep our ceremonies pretty basic these days just so you know all the family can enjoy them and learn and grow up in tradition. So it's funny how, how you know, <laughs> how, how it evolves. evolves yeah yeah and in the future i think we'll you know we're going to be now the kids are getting a little older and we can start getting more and more and more into the intricacies of magic and ceremony ritual so it's kind of neat we were just in fact we were just talking um last time we were together as a coven that you know oh it's i can see the kids are you know they're they know the words you know they know how a circle is formed how it's opened and closed and the quarters so they they definitely have the pattern down, so they can mm-hmm. get a little start learning more of the intricacies of it now. Yeah, I basically wanted to get across the point that you've got experience. It's not like you've been doing this only for five years. I mean, as far as uh, being a high priestess, um, it's you do have the experience. It's not like what you're throwing out it hasn't yeah, come from I've... years of knowledge. Okay. Yeah, I've been around it, the block. Yeah. <laughs> I was very um, public for a long time, and now I'm I'm more of you know just a homebody, and I practice my things. And you know, when certain special people come along and they need my help, then I'm I'm here to help them. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not out there just for the masses anymore like I had been because now my you know I have evolved and my agenda is a little different now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, more family I mean, oriented. I, I've been to some uh, in the past, and it's probably, geez, what would you say, three or four years ago? When yeah. you had mm-hmm. public, uh, what were they, public? Uh, public rituals, they? public circles. Yeah. 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 So I did get to, a taste of it. I, get to, I did get to experience it to see what it was like. It was very nice what you did. You always had a nice turnout of people. Yeah. And that was, that was neat. When, when a person says witchcraft, okay, yeah. Or let me. All right. Before we go any further, do you like the term witch? I I do. I do appreciate the term witch. I will call myself a witch. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. There are some people who don't appreciate that. You know, to each Mm -hmm. his own. I think you find in the walk of the spirituality that is kind of common ground in witchcraft or paganism or Wiccan or whatever. People want to be called something different across the board. Right. Okay. I, I, there's not a big giant mass group of us that all want to be called witches, or oh, I'm sure there are many, but you see what I mean. Everybody pretty much has their own term for what they want. It's very eclectic, more so than I'm a Catholic, I'm Protestant, mm-hmm. I'm. A, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the 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 calling yourself of a, a witch. Yeah. Do you do that openly in public, or is that just among your your peers or, you know, like me or people who know and respect Well, I'll tell you what. I used to scream it from a mountain. (laughs) Anybody would listen. I'm a witch, I'm a witch, I'm a witch. And, um, you know, now that I have small children, I'm I'm not trying to hide the fact, but I don't walk into a room and make an announcement the first thing when someone meets me anymore. 
Right, right. Just because I want, I don't want the um, ah, that thing to be hanging over the heads of my children. I want to be able, them to be able to make their own choices and not have anybody have prejudice against them. Deanne actually went through that um, with her kids by, you know, she just nine, she not, you know, she just says, <clears throat> yeah, she was a witch or she pra- practices Wicca. Mm-hmm. And um, some people frowned upon that, you know, and basically it's somewhat, and it's not only her, I imagine it's others. When, once they make the announcement, and if they do have children, then the kids kind of end up getting a blunt end of it, you know, because <clears throat> little kids aren't, you know, their little friends and aunt aren't as uh, as adults would be, you know. Uh, they basically yeah. don't hold back. One lucky thing, we're living in a time when it is more widely accepted than it had been before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even 20 years ago, let's say, or 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, it's more widely accepted now. You know, yeah. people see it as religion, not as a scary thing out of Hollywood. Right. So I think there's advantages. I know uh, we were, <laughs> my little boy and I today were pretending preschool because he's going to start soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to go to a nature, a preschool that's very absorbed in nature. And well, uh, and I knew what we were practicing. Oh, he's going to go on a hike. And he was telling me about how, oh, here's a dead bug. It's gone back to the goddess. <laughs> well, it's going to come out pretty soon. <laughs> His mother is a goddess worshiper. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and no way in the world would I tell him, oh, don't say that in front of the teacher or any of the yeah. like. So. Yeah. <laughs> How would you deal with it if you were confronted by other parents or a teacher about your son talking that? Well, I'll tell you what. I, would just just, I know to, you personally. I know you yes, personally. Yes, I would just but, try to educate them, first of mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. Um, and let them know what that means and what that means to us and what that's about. Because really, you know, we witches or goddess worshipers or pagans, most of us are the same as everybody else in the world that is spiritual. Right. Um, So if you have some spirituality in your life, so do we. And if I ever get you ten, that we're talking the same talk. Yeah. We're just walking a different walk, you know, maybe we just have a different way of celebrating or worshiping than you do. But, Ideally, we're we're still celebrating that you know there's something above us that, that we are all connected that somehow collectively we are as one, you know. So I think that that kind of runs true with many many religions. So I, my biggest thing to answer your question would be educate, you know, let them know what it's about. I'm not a scary witch. I'm not gonna come in and go, well, just because I'm a witch, you're all going to court or any kind of crazy stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. We just try to educate. But you gotta admit there are there are ones that will go on a deep end defending their you know their stance and their beliefs. And that's true, and you know what? And if that's how they want to handle it, then oh, that's okay for them. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if my son would be persecuted for my beliefs, well, then you know what? Then I've put him in the wrong position. Then yeah. shame on me for putting him in the wrong place. Right, right. So yeah, I right. would immediately change that environment for him so that he wouldn't have to tolerate it or that or once i go off the deep end and take the whole world to court then he would have to live through that hell no way yeah yeah i i i personally knowing you i personally feel you'd win people over and they would just let it go you know what i'm saying um but that's knowing you and uh, so i could easily say that um so i would just charm them (laughs) yeah 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 you do, you do, you do a good job. Okay. <laughs> um, Part of being a witch. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
when um when you use the terminology witchcraft, do you yeah. like that? Do you like that terminology? Witchcraft is fine for for me, yeah. Okay, okay. What does witchcraft mean to you? Okay, witchcraft to me is first of all, knowledge of nature. Um mm-hmm. knowing what herbs are about, knowing about the circle of life, how things die and regenerate and how they're reborn. Having an understanding of those scientific kinds of things is part of it. Having a, a, a vast belief and love of self, believe in yourself and have a love of self. Um, you've heard it said many times, of course, Hallmark cards say it all the time. Well, maybe not, but, uh, you know, a love of self is first, and then you can love everything else around you. Right. But if you are a piece of the giant collective whole, if you don't love yourself, then mm-hmm. well, you can't love anything. Nothing. Right. Um, so there's That's that. Common and sense, then, so. Yeah. And now, and then witchcraft is being able to use your will to bend the outside world. So your will is your love of self. You know, having that positive attitude and the reinforcement of self, and then to bend the outside world. You bend nature around you, so if you understand it scientifically, you can bend it to your will. So that pretty much is a small little summary of what witchcraft is. And then, of course, it has everything to do with, oh, the symbols, the icons, the thing, you know, colors of mm-hmm. candles, incenses. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. has a symbol to it. Everything has a masculine and a feminine side. Um, bringing those objects together in a certain pattern or a way, a.k.a. a spell, is a way to help you focus your energies while you're bending that will to change the outside world. Okay. Using the candles, using, you know, different um, herbs and stuff like that, let's say during spells, is that part of a ritual or is can can a person, let's say somebody well-practiced as you, can they basically do the witchcraft without the rituals if the energy and desire is there? Yeah, so in other words, can you do witchcraft without being religious about it? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. without doing right. a ceremony? Well, because yeah. you have much ritual or a ceremony, that's kind of the, relig- the spiritual religious side of things. Okay. okay, you know, that's a lot of the part of the worship and all that. Okay. Just doing a spell, you could just do a spell and not have to go through all the rigmarole. <laughs> okay, okay. You could. Right. Now bring the two together and you have something very powerful, more so. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if someone who was not wanted to commit forever to this way of life and they just wanted to perform a spell, absolutely you could sit down with, you know, an herb and a candle and a chant and focus and put yourself in into a uh, kind of a transcendental type of a state of mind and focus on the intent of your spell and visualize the the outcome that you wanted for yourself and before it, you would get it. Okay. If okay. you believe it and you use these symbols and these things that help you focus and uh, put your energy out into the universe, then... You could absolutely do it. Now, like I say, it's way more powerful, and as a way of life, one should accompany the other. 
So you like, wouldn't do a spell, basically, mm-hmm. without having a ritual, because... I would, I, right, I would do a spell within ritual. Okay, okay. For myself. Right. I would go through the whole thing. And um, do you have your own altar and stuff like that? Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. You got to show it to me when we come up there. Sure. I don't think you ever did. I don't think you ever have. I don't think you ever have. Yeah, it's not one of those things. You know, a lot of people, and this is just how it is, you know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. find that very important. It's the main point of their house. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's fine if that's how they want to be. I am a little more, it's kind of private for me. And, of course, I'll show you, Ed, but it's kind of private for me, so I keep it in my bedroom. You know, but that's like my my chamber, my safe place, my quiet place. There's no chaos there. It's just mm-hmm. very comfortable, and you know, so that's more relaxing. And I'm not doing crazy chaos magic or anything, so that's the perfect environment mm-hmm. for that. Uh, when we do get together as a coven here at the house, we do set up an altar in the middle of everything in the living room there, mm-hmm. so that when we're having our giant circle with all the people, we set up an altar fresh every time decorated for the season, decorated yeah. for the intent, you know, all the icons and the symbols and the objects that we need for ritual are there. Mm-hmm. We bring them to a new altar every time. So, do you, do you so that's find how that, I handle it personally. Do you find that people who are, well, explain solitary. Explain what solitary is because I uh, remember the solitary Luan, practitioner. Yeah. Yeah, remember okay. Luann was a solitary and... Uh, right. So, you yeah. know, some people want to practice witchcraft and um, they may live their lives so that people know that they're practicing witchcraft or that they call themselves witches, mm-hmm. um, but they don't really feel the need to practice with any other person besides themselves. Okay. They would prefer to be alone at, in their home or in the woods or wherever they decide they want to, you know, have their ceremonies or rituals or do their spells. They, it's all on their own. They're solitary. Okay. Um, some people, and I'm not sure how many there are out there because there's no way to count that number, but some people, I'm sure, would be, would be solitary witches and never outwardly in public wear the black dresses and wear the pentacle and openly call themselves witches. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's kind of a back and forth, you know. I practice magic as a solitary quite often, yeah. but when I, I totally appreciate my coven and when we all come together for um, Sabbaths and full moons and espats, uh, we always get together as a group. I've been with you in public and... I can't, you know, nobody would know the difference as far as, because like you said, you don't wear the pentacles, you don't wear, you know, anything to, you know, bring attention to yourself that you're a witch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, for a long time I did wear a pentacle, you know, when mm-hmm. I owned the tavern, um, it was called Potion Sandwich with a tea and brew, so it's pretty obvious, you know, somebody in this house is a witch, you know, um, yeah. And, like, we did a lot of the ceremonies out, and I read tarot cards over the bar for people, and everybody knew that's what I was up to. Right, right. Now that the, peop- now the people that um, I spend my days with um, really don't, I mean, they know that I have an alt, that I'm pagan, you mm-hmm. know, and that I have a different spiritual focus of spirituality than other people that go to church on Sunday, let's say. Yeah. I'm not walking around, and, I, and you're right, I've never have. I mean, for a ceremony, oh, it's so fun to dress up in the black lace and get all hoochied up. And, you know, oh, <laughs> like you, guys look, 
you guys look gorgeous when, uh, you know, I hate to use that terminology, but it, it is... Oh, hey, witches are damn good looking. We don't all walk around with hook noses and warts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, uh, you guys look gorgeous. I mean, the, the ladies that were leading the ceremony. You know, yeah. And uh, the public ceremonies. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. Well, and that's uh, part of ritual. That's part of making yourself feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that you know that you bring you bend your will. Well, you use your will to bend. Yeah, just the, the, creating the mood. So to that's say. what I was just gonna say. You put yourself in the mood and you create the mood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being a uh, um, being a full moon tonight. Yes. Some people take the full moon to to uh, practice or not practice, I guess, to do rituals. Yeah. You want to um, explain? Sure. Um, witches or covens um, traditionally uh, gather on full moon nights. There are eight Sabbaths of the year, and typically there are 12 or 13 full moons in a year. When there are 13, we call that 13th full moon a blue moon. Right. Because it's one more. That's when two full moons fall in the same month. Um, we had a blue moon this year, in 2007, um, in June. Uh, in 2008, we won't have any of those. It'll be 12 full moons, but then we'll have another blue moon uh, in December of 2009. So, you know, when they say once in a blue moon, right. <laughs> it means rarer. Well, that's true. <laughs> Only occasionally it'll, it'll come up. The full moon um, is a time when covens normally would come together and do whatever kind of magics were for the coven, whether a member needed to be healed or whatever their intention was that maybe the coven needed to get some, oh, a better place to have a meeting or whatever their intention was for the coven. Isn't it calling the goddess down too? Isn't that? Yes. um, We, you can do a certain um, ritual. It's called drawing down the moon. And essentially what you're doing under the light of a full moon is you are drawing the energy of the goddess from the moon. When you look at the sun and the moon, it is thought Mm -hmm. that the moon is the goddess and the sun is the god, the lord and lady. Okay? Okay. So when you're drawing down the moon, you're drawing down the power and the energy of the goddess herself into your circle, if you're in a coven situation, into yourself, if you're a, sol- in a solitary who's practicing and drawing down a moon. Right. Um, it's a beautiful ceremony. Um, you can do it with mirrors. You can do it with all bowls of water where you can see the reflection of the moon. So it's like once you have that feeling that you've drawn it down you, and you can still see the reflection here on earth in your circle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you can, you know, you have that power, and then you can take blessings and, and so forth. So that's kind of what drawing down the moon is. That's very um, meditative, and you really get absorbed in that power that comes. Um, you can almost feel it when you're, you know, oh, yeah, oh, when yeah. you're just out there. I'm, I'm always drawn to look at it, the standard, oh. look at it for a while. Before. Oh, the moon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at across history. Um, accounts of people, what they say about the moon, you know, it makes you crazy. Or like you said, we were joking about the werewolf. And, right, right. You know, the moon just has so many sacred power, so much sacred power to it. And the Anybody who is, doesn't even know any of the stories would look at the moon and think, whoa. Yeah. Even when it comes to war, 
at night if there's a full moon. Allegedly, you know, there's a little bit more, less activity. Let's put it that way. Less, less, less activity because the full moon does not hide, you know, what's going yeah. on. So, it's so and well, and it's so beholding and so awing, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hard to be a sniper in the full moon with the goddess watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're going to wait till it gets a little bit darker. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because uh, most attacks will happen on a new moon. It won't happen on a full moon, you know. Well, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, all right. What, um, when we're talking spells, okay, mm-hmm. It's all based on attention or, you know, what the intent is, I, w- yeah. I would say, which separates, uh, well, what do you want to call it, white and black, black, you know, the intent. Oh, okay, sure. The difference between what we might call white magic and black magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there are many schools of thought on that subject. And lots and lots of people <laughs> who um, want to do both sides of magic, white and yeah. dark, We'll yeah. say, oh, there is no such thing as white and dark, it's only gray. Right. And I am from the school of thought that there is no black without white, there is no white without black. Right. So I guess I would fall into that gray category, but I personally choose to practice what you might consider white witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having someone fall into a hole that I didn't appreciate, I might do a spell that they may see the bigger picture or come to a better understanding or gain a new focus and see it and make a change due to the fact that they're like, ding, their light has come on. Um, Something in that order. I don't, yeah, I don't, um, I'm not of the school of thought of, you know, I let the universe sort it out. <laughs> you trained me very. You trained me very well on that. I was just even talking and about it. It's that. so amazing, isn't it? How that works because I, the universe has come up with some, whew, some. I don't want to call them punishments, but some paybacks. Tricks, How's paybacks. There you go. Some yeah. paybacks that I never could have even thought of. <laughs> Way better than I would even come up with. Yeah. I'm not very diabolical, but um, yeah, that I think is. And, you know, and some people are white witchcraft all the way, sort of mm-hmm. like myself, and some are dark all the way. They, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, um, I don't want to bring sat- um, Satanism into it, but mm-hmm. or satanic worship into it, but yeah. that's kind of the way they lean, where it's all for me, whatever I have to do to be on top, that's what I do. Yeah. You know? I, met, I met an individual like that, um, probably about, two or three years ago with Amy. I may have told you about that. I'm not going to go yeah, into you it have. here. Yeah. And uh, i got to say, he, uh, in his own way, he proved his point, you know, later that yeah. night. And uh, But there was mutual respect, like you said. You can't have one without the other, you know. So um, there was a mutual respect. Um, and because, you know, in your case, I'm sure the black knows the power of the white. You know what I'm saying? It's so, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or they're being for a rude awakening. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I imagine there's mutual respect on both sides. Yeah, you know, just and like you said, just like you said, you even you even said there's respect to those who practice it. That's what they practice. Yeah. So. 
Right, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm always, I'm a firm believer in reincarnation. I think we've said this on the show before, mm-hmm. um, where when you're going through your lifetime and you're making choices and things are happening to you, whether negative or positive, those things need to be in place. And those negative personalities that come at you or those negative events that happen to you, they need to happen so that you may learn. Yeah. And the sooner that you understand that, the faster your soul or spirit, or what you call it, evolves back to the mm-hmm. source. And mm-hmm. woo, you can just fly through <laughs> this evolution. I personally feel like I came to this life um, as somebody who's been, you know, had many lifetimes, yeah. but not so much what they might call an old soul. Like maybe I didn't learn a lot. Right. But I think that when it's my turn to pass into the next lifetime or into the, you know, the next realm, mm-hmm. that I don't, I'm trying to be cocky here, but I really think that I have it figured out where I feel as though I'm evolved. When these negative things happen to me, I know, I see them for what they are. You know, I try not to let them get to me as, oh, another negative thing. You know, and of course, you know, day-to-day life, things, oh, things get you down, make you a little upset for a few minutes, of course. But to see the bigger picture is the answer to everything, I think. Makes you a whole lot more laid back. (laughs) You You don't sweat the little things anymore. You've you've actually uh, helped me with that um, tenfold, and I'm actually trying to help somebody else realize that. You know, um, ignore it and go through. Keep on going. Don't leave it. Don't leave it eat away at you, because the more it eats away at you, the less you have focus on what's ahead for you. That's what I try to explain to them. That's beautiful, Ed. Yeah, you don't want to let it eat you away, absolutely. But you also want to learn from it. So you gotta oh, yeah. have you gotta get in there and deal with it enough that you learn something. Oh yeah. Sometimes just facing it and going on is a learning aspect. You know, yeah. um, the learning the learning part I had is what you taught me. Don't seek out revenge. Leave uh, the universe handle it. You know? Yeah. And. Uh, you know me well enough. It's probably my hardest wall. I gotta keep from, uh, <laughs> keep climbing over. You're doing a great job. <laughs> okay, let me make a couple announcements right now. And then. Sure, great. Uh, August sixth, which is next Monday, I'll be doing readings at Champs at um, in Burbank, Illinois, from seven till ten o'clock at night at sixty five oh one West Seventy Ninth Street in Burbank. And it's a gift offering, no set fees, etc. Uh, palm reading, what I call psychometry one-on-one, where I put the individual's hand between mine. It's what I feel is the uh, best way to find some of the answers because usually the answers are within you. And then if you want to bring an item of a loved one who's passed away, I will attempt the psychometry or conscious channeling with that. And that will be, um, like I said, next Monday. From 7 to 11, we may have a couple people coming up with some paranormal, you know, some chance thinking of possibly trying to make it with his uh, his laptop and some of the videos and that that we shot in the past at the Humphrey House and stuff like that. Then on August 12th is our next radio broadcast, and it's going to be a special guest, and it's going to be about the paranormal. And we'll be discussing paranormal dates coming up on that show. Uh, Annette and I will be discussing uh, in the very near future when we'll be doing Diana the Dunes 
um, the tree of death. What's the cemetery out by you? Oh, uh, the Bailey. Bailey. The Bailey's, yeah, the Bailey Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll find out from her what the status is of the of the uh, farmhouse and uh, stuff like that uh, before we announce this. And that'll probably be uh, toward sometime in September, or maybe the beginning of October. And, uh, yeah, we got some surprises as far as the paranormal stuff goes, and that'll be announced uh, on our next broadcast, which is August 6th. Or August 12th, I'm sorry. Sunday night, August 12th. That'll be our new show. Um, as far as anything else, Annette, you do past life readings. How can they contact you by email? I do. I read tarot cards and do past life readings. And you can email me at fairyring at hughes.net. That's F-A-I-R-Y-R-I-N-G at hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S dot net. And let me remind uh, the listeners, if they go to our the website, theunexplainedworld.com, that's theunexplainedworld.com, and they go into the events section, they will see the upcoming, you know, where to click on the link for information on the upcoming convention. It will be held October 26th, 27th, and 28th in Chicago. It's uh, the first Chicago Ghost Convention. And uh, very, very, uh, very great convention stuff that's going to be going on, tours and stuff like that. And uh, we'll be talking more about that stuff on August 12th. Um, okay. <clears throat> One of the subjects that um, you received, and I forwarded an email to you on that. I was just about to bring that up myself. Ooh, we're okay. psychic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are now speaking of that. Let me. There's. We're going to have as one of our guests on the show in probably four to six weeks, depending. Um, it's going to be Rhonda, one of our readers. I was very impressed by her reading. She's done them in the past for me. She's uh, just throws the cards out there. And uh, today she did some readings right over the phone. It was boom, boom, boom. So we're going to have her on. She's part of our uh, when we have our psychic fairs and that. She does that. Annette will try to get, I'll try to convince her to, again, try to do past life readings for callers. And I may actually step in there one day and do readings for callers who have questions and see where we go from there. Um, I've been doing some readings over the phone, pick on people's feelings and stuff like that. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what develops there. So, okay, speaking of the letter now, you want to get to the letter? Yes. Um, one of our listeners, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Email. Yeah. Yeah. When I posted about that, you were going to be on in that. Uh, Speaking of listeners, um, if anybody would like to call in and ask questions or talk with us tonight openly, feel free to call at six four six nine one five nine six five three. Wow! I think I could take a vacation. Thanks. Okay. I'm a radio personality too, darn it. <laughs> I know you are. That's why I said you're hostess also tonight. Okay. Um, okay. So this listener emailed Ed and was asking a few questions. Um, one of which she told us that her birthday was going to be July the 31st. So happy birthday to that listener. That was it's going to be tomorrow. And she was told in the note it said that she had heard that was a special um, night for witches, Wiccans, pagans, etc. And um, 
I personally, and uh, I'm not going to say that I know that July 31st is an actual Sabbath or anything, but it is the eve of Lamas, or what we call Lunasa, which falls August 1st. So it would be the eve of the first feast day for the first harvest, the feast day for the first harvest. Um, so in itself, that might be um, a very magical day when you would make great preparation for the the feast, the feasting that would be coming the next day. So mm-hmm. if you're going to be, oh, I don't know, the feast, the first feast usually is. Oh, lots of fruits and the, the things that you get, you harvest first from the earth, you know, fresh vegetables and things like that. So it might be a day when you, you know, give thanks for the garden or give thanks for what the goddess, the mother, the earth mother has given you thus far in the growing season. So it was, July 31st could quite possibly be a day when it, it would be very magical when you would be doing some cooking and preparing of this of these awesome dishes that you would make your feast from. So that's possible. And the other question that she asked was um, she was going to be turning 44. And she, she had heard somewhere that that was a magical number for witches. Now, again, I don't know personally that that is um, a special day for witches. Um, mm-hmm. It may be that some coven somewhere had decided that the age of 44 was a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. So perhaps maybe that was when they considered uh, a croning Mm -hmm. to, you know, the the space and time when a croning would begin. Because um, a lot of times covens will look at the age of a person to determine kind of where they fall within the coven, whether they're Mm -hmm. like a maiden, a mother, or a crone, which are the three aspects of the goddess that we look at in the the turning of the wheel. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that age of 44, no, it's also a double digit. So that makes it significant for numerology. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different aspects there in those questions of what could be going on. And since it's your birthday, July 31st, listener, <laughs> um, and you're turning 44, I would say the best way you could celebrate would be making a really awesome feast and putting a lot of magic into your cooking and... Um, being you know preparing so that when you when you're ce- you should celebrate the birthday on August 1st so that you can just have this beautiful feast with all your witch friends or the people that are of common spirituality and just really have a big blow off for llamas because it's the first harvest and it's when we you know just we celebrate reaping all the bounty of the summer so okay. it's it's a great holiday so do you, do you have any plans um, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, the coven, um, we're planning right now to try and get everybody together um, so that we can uh, go and uh, celebrate um, at a big, there's a public gardens out by one of where our members lives. And okay. uh, she's pregnant right now, so it's, it's hard for her to travel. So we're going to mm-hmm. try to all be at her place and or, and or near her so that she can uh, participate with her family and uh yeah, it's a really pretty gardens out there, so we're going to go and, and have a ceremony out there in nature. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And it's and nice to have. we always cook for each other and feast like there's no tomorrow, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, it's nice to have that group of people with the same interests. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, we it, the coven was really, really big for a long time, and like I say, it, it, things evolve and people move mm-hmm. and things change, and you know, some people don't aren't they have the same mode of thinking as they did, you know, five years ago or whatever, and that's fine. You know, yeah. It, yeah. You, you, you travel in your life and you find things and you reject them or you keep them, whatever. And um, the core group now, though, that's been together, it's just so tight and thick. It's just what a coven is supposed to be. Right. So right. we're just right at that perfect stage. That And you know, I think the beautiful thing about it, too, is um, as far as what I, the way I look at it, as far as what you do, is you're not out there making it a public, you know, um, Hey, we're the Covenant of Whiteheart. Da 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 da. Okay, um, you're pretty much just among yourselves. You're not out there recruiting people and all this other stuff and trying to make people believe in your ways and all this. And, oh, no um, recruiting. No. Uh, yeah. No. A true no. witch does not recruit. <laughs> right. Oh no, she will. May, she may, or he or she may educate. Mm-hmm. You know, so that. Yeah. Which you did with me. You did with me. You uh, you educated me. I came knocking at your door, and uh, you educated. And uh, there was never no uh, spoken words about, oh, come join us, our coven, or anything like that. And I don't even believe I asked. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which yeah, I found. In, in those first days, our coven was open. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. please come and learn. If you want, yeah. you know, try it out. It's better to try it out with some people who are friendly than try it out with people who are really structured and, you know, you must follow a bunch of rules and be, so to speak, hazed. And, you know, you don't, you don't want that. You're trying it out. You just want to come and try and see what it's about. Get the feel for it. And that's what we were about. And the sweet thing about you, too, was I think we spent days just with me talking to you and asking questions and you informing me and, trying to educate me and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you were very open to it. It wasn't like, uh, oh, maybe it was. Here he comes again. But uh, No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> there are people like that, but you're not one of them, Ed. <laughs> okay. But at the time, you were, uh, <laughs> you were very open about it. Uh, and even those, oh, no, here he comes again, guys, I would yeah. still be open and, and communicate and try to educate and talk, of course. <laughs> but... I, I'm sure, you know, I sat there in kind of awe and just absorbing it, and I'm sure there's people out there that, you know, once you tell them, you know, the way you feel it is, they try to debate it with you and all that stuff, too. That's got to be a hassle. Um, yeah, I you know, I don't get that too much. Um, even in the days when I was very public, mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm just too strong <laughs> where my opinion is my opinion, and I'm I, I'm happy to listen to your opinion, so I don't really argue about yeah, religion. Yeah. So it's hard for people to get me on the defense about it because, hey, I'll listen to your side of it, but I'm not going to argue my side of it because I believe, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there are, oh, there are plenty of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. So, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a caller online. I think I know who it is by the number. Okay. Uh, caller seven seven three two zero eight. Do I know you? Oh jeez, I was just gonna listen, to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really interesting is I think that um, a true. Well, before we go any further, this is my wife, Kathy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I think the nature of a human being is we as human beings is is that we're very very curious creatures. 
But any testament to any faith is that we are curious creatures. So the more we ask, the more we learn. We may not necessarily navigate towards that particular religion, so to speak, but if you really, really think about it, because of our, our ability to communicate with one another, because of the way we are today with the ability to communicate in so many different ways, we've become open-minded to all sorts of facets of religion. And because of that, it has created all of these evolved religions. Everything changes. Uh, and, I, and, and even though we don't always necess- necessarily like it when someone's negative about any one religion, even the negative has a pull in some way or another. You know what I mean? Because it makes you stop and think. It makes you listen to what that person's saying to you, even if it is a negative vibe. It makes you wonder why they're their way they're, that they are. What is it that put them in that place in the first place? Right. And sure. I think that if you look at it that way, that any way that someone approaches you about religion is a positive thing because it's an opportunity to open another person's mind or attitude towards other religions. I mean, Wiccan religion or, or, or any other religion has always had its place in history where it's been mocked. Look at Christians even at one time were mocked, I mean, and, and ridiculed and, and, and all sorts of things. And I think that um, in today's society, because of our ability to communicate so well all over the world, we become more diverse and we're open to other people's ideals. And I think that's important. I really, really do. Yeah, Makes sense? I said earlier at the top of the show, it's, yeah. you know, uh, even, you know, 20 years ago it was more difficult than it is today. Oh, hello. Because think of the things that people were, cur- you know, crucified for and, and killed for and all of these horrible things. And today, sure, it's, it's hard, but are, are we knocked down as hard? I don't think so. I think people are a little bit more open to listening. It doesn't take away the negative um, people who just have no beliefs whatsoever. But you know what? Even those people have beliefs. Oh, even though, gosh, say, yes. <laughs> yeah, even though they're going to say to you they don't. Because believe it or not, I truly don't believe there's... I, I, they're, they're just not believing in any one particular religion. I think that's the better way to look at it. Yes, absolutely. But, oh, yeah, humans need belief. In something, well, some way, you know, somehow. Yeah, and wouldn't most people would say, you know, I mean, I think as parents, I mean, you know, we would all want to say that our children need some sort of faith, no matter what it is, and it's up to us to at least set the platform and allow them to build from there. I think the greatest um, attribute as a parent is, you know, we're, you know, our our conditioning of our children, our teaching of our children, at least forms that path for them to start to walk on. And when you become an excellent parent is when you accept the fact that your child may very well either evolve the religion that you've taught them and go further with it and, and, and embrace it even more, or they may embrace another religion and to be able to accept that. And that's a big challenge in today's society. But because I think we're such a diverse society in the first place, I think we're more apt to open our arms to change. Most of us. <laughs> yeah. No, See what you get me started with, you guys? Don't give me a change thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my brain is not keyed into this. It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> you love it. Well, that's strange because Annette and I were going to, you know, we were going to go talk about children and, you know, in the face of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I don't know. She pretty much covered it, didn't she? In that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you know, but don't you think though that in today's society, I mean, and I don't care what era it is, be it the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. There's just been a step forward all the time. It's it's just oh, continued yeah. to evolve, and I think that we as human beings, from you know, from we always say we're not going to be our parents, right? But we are. We are. We, in essence, we truly are, and and we embrace things in a different way, maybe, and certainly look a little bit forward thinking. But I don't think we're that much different than our parents might have been. Just <clears throat> placed differently. Not and all. Come don't, on. don't cough too hard now, Shanahan. <laughs> I mean, I hope my children take what I teach them and expound on it, and just use that as a platform, and just fly with their own spirituality. I don't care where they wind up with it, as long as they're happy and they feel well-fed by their spirituality and Correct. they have love and happiness. You know, when I, the way, I, I know that you know that we're, you know, I was raised as a devout Catholic. My grandmother was um, from Ireland and she had very devout Catholic ways as, as well as my grandfather. And I think my parents... My mother sort of stepped away from it, although she forced her children to be Catholic. Do you know what I mean? Forced us by going to church and all those other things. And I hate using the word force, but she did. She did. She truly did. She even blackmailed that into it. But anyways, the bottom line is that you take from it what you need in your life. And as I've gotten older, I'm not saying I completely pulled away from my faith. Because I haven't. I mean, there's certain things that today, because I'm older and I can um, put it in a better perspective, it just appalls me when someone says to me, well, you're going to go straight to hell if you get buried in a church or in a, in a graveyard that's not been consecrated. And to me, that's blasphemous. God created the earth, not just portions of it, all of it, you know. And wherever I get buried is where I'm going to get buried. And I'm not going to go to hell or heaven just because yeah. of that. You know, I mean, there's just so many things that I think that just... As time wore on, it was way to make society do the things they wanted us to do, you know, to follow a certain rule. And, and the tighter the reins they had on you, the easier it was to manipulate you as a mass. And well, absolutely. I, it, Patriarchal society did that when they took away, you know. Correct, correct. Yeah. And I think there's so many more facets to religion than just faith itself. I think that there are so many things that society learned from religion, you know, governments learned from religions. That um, it was it's, still it's learning because, oh sure, because, but it's falling uh, apart though. It's falling apart well, because people can't be manipulated like that. Right, because even now, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong on this. There's been even a movement for the U.S. Army and stuff to realize that there are people they have the Wicca religion and oh, to absolutely. accept it. You know, Oh, all the way, way, way back, all the way to Vietnam, and perhaps before that, I'm just not 100% yeah. sure, you yeah. know, um, ministers of the armed forces, you know, the ministers that they set in place had, maybe they weren't trained Wiccan priests, but they had books and manuals to tell them how things should happen. Absolutely. You know, rites mm-hmm. of passage for, their di- for, di- for the dying, for um, what's, circles and ceremonies and rituals that you know the symbol the symbologies the simple makeups of procedures it was all written down for them so they understood it and knew it there right there was a huge step it may have been before that if somebody who knows the military ministry well call in and set me set me straight (laughs) because now i believe but now i believe they're even allowing on the graves of uh the soldiers that are being killed today okay because there's a lot of them and there's 
of all yeah. different faiths, they're allowing the pentacle to be put on the headstones of, you know, before it used to be just the cross or whatever the Jewish yeah. symbols are in there. But now even, David, pentacle, yeah. Yeah, now even the pentacle is uh, being allowed to be put on the headstones of the soldiers, which uh, you know, does, does recently happen, as far as I read, you know. So. Well, there's so many likes uh, or similarities in, in so many of the religions religions today, including their symbolisms, you know, symbols and stuff like that. But I, I think that the demise of, um, ru- I mean, ruling soldiers of the churches has been when they've taught you things like free will. Do you know what I mean? And they express those things, but then on the same token, they try to um, hold you with an iron hand and, and tell you all these horrible, horrible things that are going to happen to you if you don't abide by the religious faith and persecution if you didn't abide by their certain religious faiths. I think that today's society is much more open-minded when it, becomes, when it comes to religion. And I think religion is rebuilding itself to a much more human-friendly type of atmosphere, I certainly well, believe. I, I, well, both, yeah. the, both the pagan and Christian is still being practiced in uh, Ireland, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Very much so. Uh, all across here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that we got another caller. Uh, Kathy, if you just hold on, or if you just want to listen, let me know. But we have another caller from uh, 21975. Let's see who we got. 219785. Who do we have here? Well, hello, Ed. It's me, Patty. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, how are you doing, Patty? Oh, doing pretty good. Love listening to your show, as Hi. usual. And I just was outside looking outside that beautiful full moon. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's oh. funny how it the show evolved because me and Annette talked about, you know, this about a week ago about what mm-hmm. the subject matter would be. Yeah. And then it was like I looked at the calendar. I go, hey, and guess what? It's also a full moon. Yeah, you know, you know, talking about the religion aspect of things, you know, and you know, I kind of believe like everybody else does. You know, I think everybody kind of takes uh, something they've learned through their religion and just go with it. You know, I mean, I I think religion has evolved in different ways. Well, know, I I personally ways. feel that the you know Annette's religion, the Wicca religion. Uh, even the pagans and that, it's, um, to me, it's, you know, even being Catholic, it mm-hmm. holds a lot of, a lot of uh, truth in it. Yes, it and, does. Yes, it does. And I agree. I Annette, very, and, and, I, and, I, you know, and I'm very eclectic. I'm not a gardenerian by any means. <laughs> so I, I have pulled from many walks, many paths, many different types of religious or, or you know, spiritual thinkers. Right. So, yeah, what you get from me is a little bit, Bigger and broader than just mm-hmm. Wicca, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why you know that's why I came to you so many times, and um, because what you talk was more open-minded than the books that were out there that I you know that I came across. <clears throat> Anyways, um, you yeah. should actually write your own book or not? How about that? No, um, I think she should. <laughs> I should. One of these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought I'd, you know, call in and tell everybody how's everybody was doing, you know, and I think you okay. got a great thing going tonight. I mean, it sounds really good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pat. Well, that's thank me. You, I Patty. always listen. <laughs> you know, I'm always up to see. And by the way, I was up in your area yesterday. Had a great uh-huh. time checking out the cemeteries. Archer Woods, okay. though, there's something there. Oh, 
It's yeah. I got photographs on the website. Those are I got there. photos too, and uh, okay. that was really pretty odd. Well, save that till the next uh, yeah, the next show. Yeah, I know. You and I got to talk about yeah. that because there's, yeah. I, I want to ask you a few questions, but I just thought I'd tell you. Yes, I was up there yesterday. Right okay, now, we have only about four minutes left. Annette, um, thank you, Patty. Thank okay. You. All right. Bye, thank honey. You very much. Take care. Bye bye. Um, where was I going to go, Annette? Um, the children. What? What? The children thing. The. Uh, yeah, what would you suggest? I, I I received a phone. I received a letter before um, about a lady, a grandmother, whose you know whose grandchild, after watching Harry Potter, okay, wanted to do magic like Harry Potter. Um, I'm sure there's and, a lot of kids out there like that. Yeah. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, how should I go about teaching him magic? Should I teach him magic? You know, magic in the way of spells and stuff like that." Um. It just, by her being unsure, it was like, eh, maybe you shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? For the simple yeah. fact, if you're not around, my, you know, you're around your children, your children, I should say, Annette, and so you can you can mold them. You can help them you can, on a daily basis. Oh, absolutely. Anybody who is in that situation who is not already a witch or a Wiccan and their kid watches Harry Potter and wants to do magic, any kind of a any kind of an interest that a child would take who's under the age of 18 let's say when it comes to spirituality mm-hmm. any interest a child would take my advice would be um that you would dive into it full steam with them side by side learn it together that doesn't mean that anybody has to turn into a witch or turn into a pagan or any of the above mm-hmm. um I think what the child will find is that Harry Potter is fiction and that he's very fantastical and that you cannot attain levitation on your first try. (laughs) You know what I mean? With a zap of a wand. Um, And that, and I think that you made this suggestion to the woman that perhaps kind of a, a magic kit more yeah. of um, showman magician. type of magic. Magician. Magician. There you go, like precedentation. That would be the avenue to take because the child could learn, and also with great discipline because you have to be very disciplined to learn those types of things, those illusions and card tricks yeah. and hand things. You have to be very, you have to practice a lot. Well, the, um, word, that's, the word that caught me was, you know, he wanted to amaze his friends. And it's like, no. Spells in there aren't used to amaze your friends. That yeah. was my belief. Okay. Well, you gave the right advice by saying, you know, start out with the beginner's kit to, you know, to be a magician, a showman type of a magician. Mm-hmm. Um, and that probably would have sufficed in that situation. Yeah. It probably would have made the kid, oh, I can do a card trick. I'm cool now. And you know yeah. what? And then the Harry Potter trend is over, and he's on with the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, we can make kids, it wind up here out of nowhere. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah I think kids, right though, on. that do take an interest in the spirituality aspect of mm-hmm. paganism, mm-hmm. witchcraft, whatever you want to call it, um, I think that's where the parents will really have to get involved. Um, one very good thing, I think, for the most part, 70 to 80% of the material that you're going to find on bookshelves yeah. teaches you the, the, the positive side, the self-love, the, you know, uh, 
do as you will as you harm none, the threefold law. You put three bad out there, you're getting three bad back. You know, you put good out there, you're getting three good back. So I think that there's a lot of good books that are available to, oh, let's say a teenager. Um, we got looking 19 for seconds left. That's giving you a heads up. We got 19 seconds. Try Llewellyn. That's going to help you out. Most of those books are good. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for coming tonight. Look, <laughs> Blessed be. You, Happy Lama. <laughs> Kathy, thank you for calling. Annette, thank you. It was uh, very educational. Thank you, listeners. And good night. Our next show is August 12th, and we'll see you then. Blessed thank be. you. Good night.